place today. Come on. Come on, lift up your voices. We're outside. We that crazy in a football game. Let's bless the name of the Lord. Yeah. Amen, amen, amen. Well, you can be seated today. Um, if you are a first-time guest with us, we are so thankful that you're here. Um, I'm very grateful that, that you guys showed back up. And what do you mean? I mean, you got to keep in mind we haven't met in person since March, the latter part of March. And for this many people to show up at a brand new church that's only 18 months old after we've been shut down for six months, tell me he's a good, good God. <laughs> yeah, he's a good, good God. Well, I'm so thankful that you're here. And uh, I love being outdoors and hearing these children play. How about you? Isn't that cool? That one even said amen. That's amazing. I love that. Well, you guys know I love to do illustrated messages, and I'm going to get to that in just a moment. But um, can I read you something? And by the way, I'm taking my time today. I hadn't seen y'all since the birth of Jesus. So I'm going to take my time today, and I want to read something over your life, okay? That's one of Amber's receipts for something she bought without permission. I'm joking. Y'all know that's my receipt. Y'all know that, right? All right. I want to read this prophetic word over your life. This is from Sean Bowles' book, Prophecies, Prayers, and Declarations. And here's what I know about the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is only as powerful as you speak it over your life and then live out what you've just spoken. Does that make sense? Amen? You know, you can say amen outside. I know it's been a while, but we haven't figured out how to say amen, okay? I want to read this over your life today. And this is God saying this over you, over me, over our children, over our future. Just like the first time I breathed my spirit back into man in Exodus for creativity, ingenuity, and inventions, I also have breathed my spirit into you. Part of knowing me as your provider is to know me as creator. I make all things new. Somebody say new. Amen. I have never stopped creating and I'm going to include this part of my nature in you over and over again. This will allow you a rare view of life through the lens of faith, knowing that there is always a solution, invention, or creativity that can solve your problems and bring more of my kingdom to your life and those around you. Somebody say creativity. And I'm believing God today that through today's message, through our time together, through this time of worship, that there would be a refreshing that happens in our lives. Can you say with the word refreshing for me? Refreshing. refreshing. This morning, I got to read you a text. This morning, a pastor friend of mine who is a distant mentor, he just texted me out of the blue and he said, um, he said, good morning, Pastor Matt. As always, I'm praying for you and the table church this morning and I'm asking the Holy Spirit to refresh you as you refresh others. You are not alone. You are called, gifted, favored, and positioned for this day. Go in this power, confidence, and peace. God is with you. Have an amazing Sunday. I said, I love this, that you said the word refresh three times in the text. I said, my message this morning is on refreshing. And so I love how God does those simple, what I call God winks. He just kind of winks at you and says, hey, bro, I got this, right? Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. And we're going to start. Actually, I'm going to read this uh, from the Passion Translation because I think it's so powerful. 
Acts chapter 3, verse 19 and 20. And this is from the Passion. I generally read from the ESV, but I thought this was so benefiting to us. Acts chapter 3, verse 19 and 20. And now, somebody say now. now. And now you must repent and turn back to God so that your sins will be removed and so that times of refreshing will stream from the Lord's presence and He will send you Jesus, the Messiah, the chosen one for you. Now this is going to be a very short message and I know you're not used to that with me. But um, I just wanted to come by today and talk to you about what it means to be refreshed in the presence of the Lord. Now I want you to understand something here. The writer here is Peter. He is the apostle on whom the church would uh, be in some way, shape or form built upon. And this apostle is teaching us something here. But he's actually speaking to the house of Israel. He's not speaking to new Christians. He's speaking to Jews. He's speaking to the house of Israel and he is saying to them, I want you to repent. Why? So that your sins will be blotted out. Don't, get, don't worry, I'm not preaching a message on hellfire and brimstone today, okay? But there is something to the word repent that I want us to know about today. He's speaking to the house of Israel. And you know what he's saying to them? He's saying, guys, I need you to understand something. That the way that you have done this, the law keeping and the rule keeping that you have tried for so long, that even in Acts chapter 19, he would say, even your fathers, excuse me, Acts 15, he would even say, even your fathers cannot bear this yoke. These rules, these regulations, this yoke that they're putting on your neck called the law, you cannot live this out. And so what Peter was saying to them is, I'm offering you an opportunity in this moment, in this time in history, to no longer worry about what you do wrong or do right. But what I'm asking you to do is to simply turn and go back to the God that created you. And when you do that, that's when the refreshing will come. The refreshing is in the returning, not in the working. The refreshing is in the returning. I'm sorry I hadn't preached in a while. I'm getting excited. My Pentecostal roots are coming out and I, I want to run around this property, but I would get winded and I would not be able to finish preaching. <laughs> the refreshing is in the returning, not in the working. Daniel, come on, let me... Let me give you this example here. See, in our traditional view of God, if you grew up the way I did, you could be saved on Sunday and be going to hell by Monday evening. Anybody else know what I'm talking about, right? You could be backslid by Sunday evening. It just depends on what denomination it was, right? So here's how I grew up. I went to church. And again, I grew up Pentecostal, so they laid hands on anything that would stand still, right? It didn't, it didn't matter if it needed anointing, it was getting it, all right? So we, we would have church and we would sing, man, and people would weep and go to the altar and you would get right with God. Y'all with me? You would get right with God and then you would start out on your journey and say, praise God, we're together. But then she would walk by and you'd be like, glory to God. And then your mind would go somewhere it might not have needed. Y'all got real quiet on that one. Y'all a bunch of lying wonders. At least can the men say amen. <laughs> Steve, you stop it. She's right there. We would go on down and maybe, maybe we would drink a little too much. Maybe we would slip up and go crazy on our children. Because how I many know sometimes you just want to keep, 
I mean, pray for them, right? We would keep going. And in other words, we would do everything in our life that we had been struggling with since junior high school. Because how many know there's some things that you struggle with today that haven't left you since you first experienced it in junior high school? Am I the only person here today? <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs> so we would go, and then in our traditional view of God, we would repent. And you know what that means? We've got to run back next Sunday and go, hey, I'm so sorry about all the mess you saw me do this week. And if you would... Give me some mercy because I don't want to burn. In fact, actually, I'm going to turn so I don't have to burn. <laughs> it was fly or fry, right? <laughs> and this is what Peter was saying. This is their view of God. You've broken the commandments. And so what I want you to do is I want you to run back to God. And I want you to sacrifice. I want you to bring the dove. I want you to bring the goat. I want you to bring the sacrifice. And I want you to pay for it. I want you to work for it. Because I've, you've got to go back and get God's attention. You've got to go back and get God's approval. So let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. And it's works. It's how hard can I work to get Him to love me. But for you and I, this is what it looks like. It's I make a commitment. Everybody say one time. one time. Isn't one time easier than 30 times? Make a commitment one time and I start out on my journey. And she walks by. And then there's the, this and there's that and there's my mouth and there's my attitude and there's my ugliness and here's my dark heart and here's all the things that I struggle with in my life but then I feel God pulling on me I feel God reaching for me and my mindset is I've got to turn around and run but the thing is he never left me where I was he never asked me to run back to him. All he asked me to do was turn around to him. Thank you, sir. See, the idea is I'm not running back to God. I'm turning around to the place where he's been with me the entire time. Why? Because in my struggle is where I find the grace of God. In my struggle is where I find the sufficiency of his goodness in our lives. The first version of God will leave you exhausted. The second version of God will leave you refreshed. Somebody say refreshed. And he says, when we repent, what does repent mean? Because again, repent when I grew up means you better start living right. But the word repent actually means to change one's mind, to change your way of thinking. And he says, when we repent, when we change the way we think about God, the way we look at God. Then he says refreshing shows up. Why? Because we view God not in the nature of a benevolent dictator, but rather that of a loving Father. And you know what? Even this morning, earlier, Carson came over to me a couple of times and he said, Dad, when's this thing starting? I'm going, either he wants to go home or he's being really time efficient. I'm going to go with he really wanted to go get this thing over with. 
And he asked me one too many times, and you know what happens, dads? I said, go sit down. And I snapped at my son this morning. Of course, I had to repent to him before I got up and preached to you all. I felt bad. No, I, but I pulled him aside and I said, hey, dad was wrong about that. See, because we respond that way to our children, we think God responds that way to his children. But he doesn't respond that way to his children. You know why? Because the scripture says it is the goodness of God that draws the man that draws man to repentance. It's not the judgment of God. It's not the legalism of the law. It is the goodness of God that says, I understand where you're at. I understand what you're facing. I understand your ugliness. But don't you know I'm walking through that with you? I'm in it in the middle of the mess. Now. And he says, when you repent, when you change your mind about God, he says, your sins will be blotted. Now, I always kind of wondered, what in the world does that mean? And I I assume you wondered too, so since you've asked me, I'm going to share that. Is that good? Good. Thank you for asking. The word blotted here, in ancient times, ink did not have acidity in it. It did not have acid in it, so it would not grip the paper upon which it was written. So the accuser who would write down something wrong about you, let's call it the devil, the enemy, the accuser of the brethren, according to Scripture, when he says your name, or your sins rather, will be blotted out, he was saying that everything that's ever been written against you never took hold. He said, it doesn't matter the accusation. It never took hold when it was written down. It never gripped the paper. So it's easy for God in His wonderful grace to go over and simply wipe out and blot out what was written against us when we change our mind about God. Now, and he says, once that happens, Jan, he says, once we repent... Our sins are blotted. They cannot be held against us. He said, it's that time where streams of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. And that's the whole point of us today being here is that my heart today for you all is that refreshing would happen because the truth is through COVID, some of us have wandered. You know, we never drift toward God. We always drift away from God. No one drifts toward holiness. No one drifts toward goodness. We drift toward the flesh. We drift toward the will of man rather than the will of God. And so today my heart is that this would be a time of complete refreshing for you. This would be a time where His Holy Spirit would just rush over your life, fill you to capacity again. I want to make sure that I Get the latter part of this passage. When the word refreshing is used here, one of the Greek translations of that means cooling breeze. And it gives this idea of what happened in the garden with man walked in the cool of the day with God. And today my prayer, my hope, is that refreshing would be a cooling breeze, that it would be refreshing for your heart, for your spirit, that this would empower you 
for Monday, because how many knows Monday's coming to you like a train? Yeah, amen? Some of you are already feeling Monday on Sunday morning. But we're believing that God's presence is going to be with you through this week, and we're going to pray for that in just a moment. So I want us all to stand together this morning, and the band's going to come back, and um, Jeffrey and, jo and, Jeffrey and um, DeAndra, I almost said Jeffrey and Jocelyn, Jocelyn uh, is Jeffrey's last name, but Jocelyn is also a newlywed. Her and Kent got married last weekend, and they're still honeymooning, and so we miss them a lot today. They will be back uh, next week. But they're going to sing a song over you about revival, about refreshing, about the presence of God, and I want us to enter into some more time of worship. And I'm going to come up here. My wife's going to join me, uh, and we're just going to have a time. If you need prayer for anything, we want to pray for you. If you're sick in your body, we want to pray for you and pray for divine healing. We believe that the power of God still heals today. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. amen. So we want to believe for God for that today. Uh, so they're going to start in this time of worship. And if you need prayer for anything, Amber and I are going to be here to pray for you. If you're a person that says, hey, Matt, I'm a prayer warrior. I love to pray for people. You're more than welcome to join us up here. We would love that as well. And we're just going to spend some more time in worship. And during this time, I want this to be a refreshing for you. I want this to be a time where God pours in his Holy Spirit. In fact, here's what I want to do. Jeffrey, if you could just maybe uh, uh, strum a little bit. I want to ask you this. Has this been a time in your life where that this has been a total drifting for you to the point where you don't even really recognize yourself? You go, I don't recognize where I am. I don't recognize who I am. But I need God to refresh my soul. I need God to revive my soul. I mean, that's what Backyard Revival is all about, right? It's the word revival for a reason. And if that's you, would you just maybe slip your hand up real quick and put it right back down just, just so we can see how to pray? Thank you. Thank you for those hands. Thank you for those hands. I'm not going to ask you to come up here. We're just going to enter in this time. I'm going to pray for you. So Holy Spirit, I tell you what, can we all get in a position of receiving and maybe put our hands like this or maybe straight up in the air, whatever. It's just a position of receiving today. The Holy Spirit, we're asking you today that every person that raised their hand that you would physically pour out into them, in their physical body, in their mind, their heart, refresh them today. Refresh them. Refresh them and remove the depression. Refresh them and remove the fear. Refresh them and remove anything that stands between them being completely free. Free to know you and your goodness and your love. And may revival be poured out all over this county, all over Dixon County. And may it start in this backyard. Make it start, may it start right here with hungry people that say, you know what? We love church, but we love God more than we love church. We love church, but we love the Holy Spirit more than we love church. Refresh people today, God. Pour out your spirit in mighty power. Heal people's bodies, oh God. Heal people's minds, Holy Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, and somebody say amen today.